You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Those of you that have kids and, and have yet not yet ventured in this uh, this realm of teaching your kid how to ride a bike, let me tell you, it's fun, it's exciting, but it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. For instance, uh, my my little girl, or excuse me, my son, he's nine. I taught him, well, I kind of taught him to ride a bike. I did the easy part. My dad did most of it. It doesn't matter. We're not judging here. And so, so here we are. He learns how to ride the bike, and all of a sudden, my little girl just, she's like, I want to ride a bike too. And I'm like, okay, babe, let's, let's, we'll, we'll learn. And so I, I took her and her bike, her frozen bike, to the place where I taught my son to ride a bike, and, and so we're going. And if, for parents that ever have been through this process, like you're holding on to the bike, and, and clearly she can see my hand holding the bike, and she's like, Daddy, are you holding on to the bike? I'm like, I'm holding on to the bike. She said, Daddy, don't let go. I'm not letting go, and I'm walking with her. And then we start running, and then we're, we're slowly jogging, and then we're running. She's like, Daddy, don't let go, don't let go. I'm like, I'm not letting go. Let it go. I had to, like, I don't know. I was just talking about frozen. Anyways, so, so we're riding the bike. Focus. Uh, she, she, we're, I'm teaching her to ride the bike. I'm, I'm holding it. And, and she, said, she said, don't let go. Uh, and then she said, all right, Dad, I want to take a break. So we took a break. I sat it down. And I'm, like, I'm drinking water because, like, it's more work to walk beside the bike than actually sitting on the bike. And, uh, and, and so we're, we're just we're relaxing. And then all of a sudden, like, these older girls walk by my little girl. And I don't know what it was, but she felt like in that moment that she needed to impress them. And she's like, Daddy, I'm going to try to ride my bike by myself. I was like, babe, it's not a good idea. Like, you know, like, you don't. Like, stop. She's like, it's fine, Dad. Okay? So I just wanted to throw that out there before I tell you what happens. And so, so she, she gets on her bike, and she, she tries like, she can't do the pedaling, but she's trying to balance it like this. And then, like, I don't know what happened, but she tips over, and it's like one of those slow. And she falls, and she's on the ground, and she's like, ah! she starts screaming. Like, my little girl is drama. Super drama. I'm like, stop being like your mom. But I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Her dad said, no, I'm not. Uh, so, so here she is. Like, she's, she, <laughs> she's on the floor. She's on the floor, right? Like, she's like, ah, my foot. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I look at her foot. It's like a little scratch, right? Like, it's like nothing. But she's freaking out. So I just, I calm her down. I'm like, all right, babe, it's cool. It's just a little scrape. You're okay. You'll be fine. She finally stops being emotional. And I'm like, all right, babe, let's try to get back on the bike. She looked at me. She's like, nope. I was like, babe, it's okay. Like, that, I'll hold the bike. It'll be fine. She's like, I'm not getting back on that bike. I'm like, babe, PETA's never quit. Like, we have this saying, right, in, in our house. We're like, PETA's never quit. She's like, well, once I get married, my last name changes anyways. So <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> good point. But, but she's, she's like, I'm not getting back on that bike. No way. 
And I began thinking about that. I began thinking about just how my little girl, she was so gung-ho of learning how to ride. And then one instance, one bad instance, caused her to fall and prevented her from ever wanting to try again. To put it in the context of what we're talking about today, she no longer had faith to believe that she can do this bike ride. And I began thinking about this. I began thinking about the idea of, of, of how this is so similar really to life, isn't it? Like for this idea that life is so grand and so amazing until life happens. Life is so great and so grand and we have faith to move mountains and to step out and to do amazing things until we don't. Until that relationship that we've been in for a long time ends or that diagnosis comes back in the way that we didn't want. Or we lose someone that we love unexpectedly and this fear and anxiety takes place. Has anyone ever been there? This morning, and, and here you are, you're on the ground, and you're like, I'm not getting back up. And this actually leads me to the whole theme of our series of now faith, this idea of, of my goal and my heart to encourage you to get back up, have faith to believe that though you may have fallen that doesn't have to be the end of the story for you. It doesn't have to be done right there. There's more. You just have to have faith to believe. But then here's what makes it worse, right? Here, here's what makes it worse. All of a sudden, like, you're, you're in kind of this funk, F-U-N-K, funk. And you're in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, this season called Christmas comes along. And everyone's so happy and jolly. And they're like, it's the most wonderful. And you're like, shut up. It's not. <laughs> like, you're annoying me. <laughs> and just... Christmas season, and maybe for some, if you're a parent here, you're like, man, I'm just going to play it cool. And you put on like this mask in front of your kids and family, maybe your spouse. Like it's all good, it's fun, but deep down inside, you're like, man, this is, this is not the most wonderful time of the year. And so if that's you this morning, if you're here and you're like, man, I just, I am, like, just, I'm done. Like, so many things are happening. So many things are just bringing me down. If that's you, I got great news for you. Because the very first Christmas story, the one that we read in Luke chapter 2, it actually involves... Three different instances, three different situations of people who in this season, which should be joyous, that this idea that baby Jesus is, is born, it should bring joy, it should bring happiness, and yet there's three instances in which we will discover that they too were like, I, I don't know about this 
I don't know about this happy thing. I don't know about this joy thing. And so, so what, what I want to do, I just want to uh, introduce you to these three different groups of people. And maybe, maybe uh, you, 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 you'll be able to identify with, with one of them, maybe all of them. You know, you don't got to tell your neighbor that. But, may, like, you know, just maybe, 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 just maybe. And so the first group of people, one sec. The first group of people that, that we read in the Christmas story are the Magi's, the Three Kings, the uh, astrologers, however you want to term them. But there is these, there's this group of wise men who were in search for a king. They, 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 get, they, found, they heard word that, that there was a king that was to be born. But they were lost. On their journey to find this king, they, they were lost. They, 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 they actually went to the wrong city. They got to the city and then they realized that the king that they found was the wrong king. And they're like, man, I'm lost. What is happening? I wonder if anyone in here this morning can relate to just feeling lost and confused. Like, just, just feeling like, man, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the message, or I don't know the meaning of life. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Like, I thought it was this one destination, but I get there and it's not. Like, what, what am I doing? That were the wise men over there. And so maybe you're here and you're like, man, I, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. And that doesn't really relate to me. Then here's our second group of people, the shepherds. These shepherds, uh, they were shepherding. <laughs> right, get it? And, and so, but here's the, here's the thing about shepherds, or the thing that I want us to always remember. Like, when we read the Bible, at least when I read the Bible in the past, I would always view the characters as being extra holy. Like, like they always knew the right thing to do. You know, but here's the great news that the characters in the Bible, the people that we read about in the Bible, they in fact were uh, messed up. They were in fact probably more messed up than all of us in here. And, and so here they are. Uh, and so I want us to understand that and I want us to know that because when we, when we hear about the response of the shepherds, it, it just brings a little more clarity. So the shepherds are out there. They're doing their thing, whatever shepherds do. And then all of a sudden, you read the text in Luke chapter 2. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, okay, out of nowhere, a bright light is in the sky, okay? And then all of a sudden, voices from the sky start talking. Okay, so if you read this, without understanding that these are just real people that are seeing a light and voices from the sky. Like your response is like, oh, they're like, oh, this is amazing. But in fact, we read in, in the text that when they saw the angel and they heard the voices, the text is that they were afraid. They were like, what is this? Like just put yourself in their shoes. That's the best way to read the text. You put yourself in their shoes. You're just chilling, right? You're, you're at 
wherever, your favorite place, fill in the blank, choose your own adventure. You're just chilling there, minding your own business, just having conversation, feeding the animals. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, poof, oh, right? You're like, what is happening? It's crazy. And this is what's going on. The text says that they saw the light, they heard the voice, and they were afraid because what they had saw was unexpected. Now, I wonder this morning if, if feeling confused and lost is not your deal. I wonder if, if anyone here can relate to the idea of just feeling fearful because something unexpected just popped into your life. This idea of fear, like, just out of nowhere. It's like, here I am. You're like, ah. And so we have, we have the, the wise men we, who, who were lost and needed guidance. We have the shepherds who, were, who, were encounter, who encountered just a fearful, unexpected moment. And then you got good old Mary and Joseph over here. They're just another issue in itself, right? Because the, the text, Scripture says that they were uh, in, engaged. Engaged, I was going to yeah, I was going to say enraged. But they were engaged. And so this is like supposed to be a happy time, right? You're engaged. You're like, ah, look what he gave me. <laughs> right? Like they're engaged. It's joyful. It's happy. And then all of a sudden, Mary finds out she's pregnant. And it ain't Joe's, okay? And she has to tell Joseph this. And Joseph has to take the news of his fiance being pregnant, not by him, and trusting that it's God's. And like he's he's like, what is happening? Could you imagine like just, just getting news? of something, and all of a sudden, man, you just become so anxious and, and, and so nervous, and you become stressed out. I wonder if this morning if anyone can relate to Mary and Joseph, like you're in the middle of a joyous celebration, something that should be exciting, something that should be uh, grand, and then all of a sudden, you find yourself stressed anxious, depressed. And so we have these three different segments that they all seem like they're unrelated. However, they're, they're very entwined because there is really one thing that, that brings them all together and in fact doesn't just bring them together, but it helps them overcome the situation that they're going through. I'll put it this way. I haven't looked at my notes once yet. Oh, my gosh. So these three, these three groups of people, they almost became preoccupied with their problem instead of their promise. And I wonder, 
who here today has been preoccupied with the problem rather than their promise? Well, John, what are you talking about promise? Like, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so so uh, the promise. So around 700 years before baby Jesus was born, 700 years before, lived the man named Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet. Now, if you're unfamiliar what a prophet was during that time period, uh, it was a prophet was someone that God spoke to to speak to everyone else. So God didn't speak to everyone like he does now. Come on, isn't that good news? That even you can talk to God. And so, so God's talking to uh, the prophet Isaiah. And so there's a book in your Old Testament, uh, the book of Isaiah. And in this book, 700 years before Jesus was ever born, this prophet Isaiah writes this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. This is the promise, okay? It says this, for, uh, for to us... A child is born, to us a son is given. So right there, Isaiah is talking about Jesus. And the government will be on his shoulders. And so here's what that means. Basically, Isaiah is setting up this idea that Jesus will be the foundation of royalty. This is good news, and it sets up for what he's about to say uh, in, the, in the back half of verse 6. And he, he being Jesus, will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Isaiah, he's setting this idea uh, that Jesus is born of royalty to give you and I authority, okay, by doing this. By being called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Listen, I need to let you know this morning that these are not just names of Jesus, but these are functions and roles of Jesus. Okay. Okay. We're going to get through this. Here we go. Could we keep the verse up, please? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of peace. So these are not just Jesus' names, these are his roles. Okay? 700 years. Fast forward back to the very first Christmas. We have three groups of people. One group is lost and confused, one group is fearful, one group is, uh, one group is stressed out and worried. But the one thing, the one person that draws them all together is this baby Jesus. But his name is not just Jesus. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. While the wise men were lost... They didn't realize that Jesus was the wonderful counselor. If you're here this morning and you're confused and and you just don't know what to do, decisions that you're trying to make, I want to let you know that there you have access to this guide named Jesus 
who is your wonderful counselor. What do counselors do? They give advice. They help out. And so you don't have to be confused because of Jesus. You have the shepherds who are fearful. Listen, if you're here this morning and you're full of fear, you don't have to worry because he's not only wonderful counselor, he's mighty God, everlasting father. That word father is that word protector. If you're here this morning and you're full of anxiety and full of stress, great news is that he's not only wonderful counselor, he's not only mighty God, he's not only everlasting father, but he's the prince of peace. He is not just the giver of peace, but he is peace. And here we go. Uh, the very first Christmas, these three different subjects in the worship band can come up. These three different sections of people, all struggling, all dealing with their own garbage, all dealing with their own situations. And yet that all leads them to the very centerpiece of Christmas. The very centerpiece of Jesus. This morning, what I want you to know is that whatever you're going through, that I believe that if you can learn to make Jesus the centerpiece of it all, it may not take away all your issues. It may not make life free from all hiccups. But it will give you an opportunity to rely on someone greater and stronger than what you or I can ever support on our own. See, this morning, Christmas, It's about the centerpiece of it all. It's about Jesus. It's about this baby who all these characters, all messed up, all having issues, were able to come to him and to worship him the very first Christmas. And here's what I love about Jesus. Scripture tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the same way that all three of these characters that we talked about can come with their own baggage, their own fears, their own confusion, their own insecurities, and they were able to come to the centerpiece of it all. The same is true today, like right now. The same is true that whatever baggage that you have, whatever insecurities you have, whatever fears you have, 
It doesn't keep Jesus away from you. Like whatever you came in here with this morning, Jesus is not turned off by your mess. He's not turned off by my mess. In fact, I think the perfect picture of Jesus is saying this. Bring it. Bring your confusion. Bring your anxiousness. Bring your fear. Come to me. That's what he's saying this morning. Friends, that is Christmas. That is Christmas. It's Jesus at the center saying, come, bring it all to me. Because he loves you that much. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.